the righteousness of faith. Father, I thank you for this opportunity to speak your word to these that are listening. And I ask that you give unto each one the spirit of wisdom and revelation of insight into mysteries and secrets in the deep and intimate knowledge of you so that they can understand the immeasurable, unlimited, and surpassing greatness of your power in them and for them as they believe that same power that raised Jesus from the dead would be quickened inside their hearts, inside their minds, and, and manifest in their body and in their life in the name of Jesus. Now open with me to the book of Galatians chapter 3. We're going to read a bunch of verses here and then we'll go down into chapter 4. We're just going to skip through and highlight some verses here talking about righteousness and sonship. I'm submitting to you right now that righteousness, the righteousness of God through faith in the blood of Jesus is sonship, sons of God, heirs of God, joint heirs with Jesus. So look at Galatians chapter 3 starting at verse 6. It says, even as Abraham believed God, had faith in God, it was accounted to him or credited to him for righteousness. Know therefore that they which are of faith, those which are righteous by faith, the same are the sons of Abraham. So if you've been declared righteous by faith, which you have been, if you've received the righteousness of God that you've been declared by faith and you've taken it unto yourself as your identity, you are the righteousness of God through faith in the blood of Jesus. This scripture says that you are a son of Abraham. And the scripture foreseeing that God would declare righteous the heathen through faith preached before the gospel, the gospel, we're always talking about the gospel, the gospel of Jesus Christ, the gospel of the Bible. Well, the gospel unto Abraham was preached by the Father, and he said, in you shall all nations be blessed. So then they which be of faith, those that are righteous by faith, those that are sons of Abraham by faith are blessed with faithful Abraham. If you are righteous by faith, you are a son of Abraham by faith, you're the righteousness of God by faith, and you are blessed by faith with faith-filled Abraham. Uh, verse 14, the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. So you're becoming a son of Abraham, is through faith in Jesus Christ and through his matter if you're natural descent or if you're not natural descent of Abraham speaking of a Jew Jewish lineage or Jewish descent the true sons of Abraham come through faith and they come through Jesus Christ so that we can receive the promise of the Spirit he didn't say the promise of the flesh he said the promise of the Spirit through faith. Verse 16, now to Abraham and his seed, speaking of his descendants, his offspring, his children, 
were the promises made. He says not and to seeds as of many, but as of one and to thy seed, which is Christ. To thy seed, which is Christ. If you go to verse 29, if you be Christ's, then are you Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. So the promise was made to Abraham and his seed. His seed was going to come through Isaac. The seed he was speaking of was Jesus, the anointed one, Jesus the Christ. And if you belong to Christ, if you are in Christ and Christ is in you, then you're Abraham's seed, you're sons of Abraham. Hallelujah. Do you see it? Now back up. We're going to go to Galatians chapter 3, starting in verse 21, and then read on down again. Is the law then against the promises of God? Now remember, the law is speaking of the law of Moses. Uh, the Ten Commandments and all the laws that came under that. The ceremonial law, the just everything. The law of Moses. But it also refers to, as an allegory, or as the law of the flesh, or living according to the senses, according to the dictates of the body, the dictates of the world, just an outward man, only outward focused. If you are outward focused only, if everything you do is based on the natural, what your senses pick up, what you see, what you hear, what you smell, what you taste, what other people are doing, what's going on around you, situations, circumstances, if all that stuff, emotions, if all that stuff is moving you, then it is basically being led by the law, led by the flesh. It's a sensual, natural man. So that's what this is referring to. Verse 21, is the law then against the promises of God? God forbid. For if there had been a law given which could have given life, Verily, righteousness should have been by the law. But the scripture has concluded or shut everyone under sin so that the promise by faith of Jesus Christ might be given. It's given to them that believe. See, under the law, it's about law. It's about works. It's about if you do this, I'll get you that. But by faith, it's given. It's a promise that is given that must be received. And faith is our receiver. That's how we take it. And it's given. That's the grace. So it's given to them that believe, them that have faith. But before faith came, we were kept under the law, shut up unto the faith which should afterwards be revealed. Wherefore, the law was our schoolmaster. It was a teacher to bring us unto Christ, that we might be declared righteous by faith. The law teaches, the law is good. The law is not against the promises of God. There's nothing wrong with the law in that respect. It was just limited. There was a righteousness in the law, but it was a limited righteousness. It was only righteousness actions if you could do them. But he tells us in Romans chapter 3 that Jesus, who was born under the law, fulfilled all the righteousness of the law by doing everything right, that God the Father is right, and God the Father declared right every person that would believe that Jesus did everything right on their behalf. Do you follow that? What Jesus did as the righteousness of God, what he did 
performing and doing the law with every jot, with every tittle, dotted every I, crossed every T, did everything exact. He credited that to you as if you did it yourself. Hallelujah. Take it. Believe it. It's yours. Verse 25. But after faith is come, we're no longer under a schoolmaster. Once you come into faith, you're not under a teacher anymore. You're now walking by faith. And to walk by faith is not to not walk by sight. And that's 2 Corinthians 5, 7. We walk by faith, not by the senses. That doesn't mean you walk around with your eyes closed. It means that your life is dictated, your decisions, what you do, why you do, how you do, is not merely and only from the outside. You live from the inside out. You gather information on the outside. You need it. You live in a physical body, in a physical world, yes. It's like gauges on a dashboard, how fast you're going, lights, you know, oil pressure, all that kind of thing. But ultimately, what goes on in that car is up to the driver. You, the driver, are inside that body. Don't let the body drive you. You drive it. It can tell you things, but you make the decision from the inside out. And when you live from the inside out, you're led by the Spirit. You are a son of God. That's Romans chapter 8. Now we're going to carry on here because we keep getting off, <laughs> off this scripture. We're going to go back. Verse 25, Galatians chapter 3, verse 25. But after that faith has come, we are no longer under a schoolmaster, for you are all sons of God by faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ there is neither Jew nor Greek neither bond nor free neither male nor female you are all one in Christ Jesus and if you be Christ then are you Abraham's seeds and heirs according to the promise he just combined Abraham's sons with sons of God through Jesus Christ and sons of God and sons of Abraham through faith in Jesus Christ, through faith in His blood. They're the righteousness of God, and the blessing is on the righteous, and you live from the inside out. For as many as be led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. And we're going to see more of this as we go into chapter 4 here. Now I say that the heir, as long as he is a child, differs nothing from a servant or a slave, though he be Lord of all. He is under tutors and governors until the time appointed of the Father. Even so, we, when we were children, were in bondage under the elements of the world. That's speaking to the law, but it's also speaking to just walking by sight only. It's walking by the flesh only. It's just like children. Children do things wrong. They need to be corrected. And if they don't listen, they need to be corrected in the flesh with something to get their attention in the flesh. They're taught from the outside to the inside. But once you grow up, you're trained, you have a conscience, you have inner beliefs, you live from the inside out. Verse 4. When the fullness of the time was come, God sent forth His Son, made of a woman, made under the law, to redeem them that were under the law, so that we might receive the adoption of sons. Let's look at that in the Amplified. To purchase the freedom of, to ransom, to redeem those who were subject to the law or subject to the flesh, 
that we might be adopted and have sonship conferred upon us and be recognized as God's sons. Verse 6, And because you are sons, God has sent forth the Spirit of His Son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Abba, Father, Daddy. I have a daddy. I have a father. He is the creator of heaven and earth and all that in them is. The, the father of our Lord Jesus Christ is also my father. He's my father. I am his son. I am his heir. And I'm a joint heir with Jesus Christ. I'm no longer a slave of the natural or of the flesh or of the senses or of the elements of the world order. I'm a son. I'm a free son. I'm a son of the supernatural. I'm living in the natural, but I'm led by the spirit. Hallelujah. Now look at this. Verse 6, because you are sons, God sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father, wherefore you are no more a servant but a son, and if a son, then an heir, an heir of God through Christ. And Romans chapter 8 tells us, if you're an heir of God, you're a joint heir with Jesus Christ. Everything that Jesus has, everything that Jesus gained in his resurrection from death, everything he stripped from the enemy, everything that was conferred on him in the blessing of the Lord, Lord, in his resurrection from the dead, in his conquest over death, hell, and the grave. Hebrews 3 tells us that he inherited all things. You're his joint heir if you are a son of God, if you're a son of Abraham, if you have faith in the blood of Jesus, you are a joint heir. Everything is his is also yours. Receive it. Walk in the reality of it. You have to live from the inside out to realize this and enjoy this because if you're walking from the outside only, you're not necessarily going to think you're a joint heir with Jesus Christ. I'll tell you that. Verse 8. How be it, then, when you knew not God, you did service unto them which by nature are not gods. But now, after that you have known God and been known of God, how turn you again to the weak and beggarly elements of the world whereunto you desire to be in bondage? So he is coming after these Galatians because they started in the spirit and then went back to the flesh. Now that you are born again, that you're a son of God, that you're a son of Abraham, that you're blessed with the blessing and it's by faith, you've started in the spirit, you got into the family of God, you became a believer in Jesus Christ and a disciple by faith, don't go back to living according to the flesh only. You were living by the Spirit. You were receiving by the Spirit. You were believing in the Spirit to get into the family, to get into the household of faith. Now live in the family and live in the household of faith the same way. Colossians chapter 2 lets us know, As you have therefore received Christ Jesus, walk in Him. The same way you received Him, that's how you live in Him and with Him. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Now let's go to verse 28. Now we, brethren, as Isaac was, are the children of promise. But as then he that was born after the flesh persecuted him that was born after the spirit, even so it is now. Now that's speaking of Ishmael. Abraham had two sons. He had Ishmael first, and that was with Hagar, who was, his, who was Sarah's servant. But Isaac was through Sarah, his wife. Sarah was barren her whole life. By the time Abraham was going to have Isaac, 
He was also old, and it said his body was as good as dead. But God spoke to him and told him that he would have a son from his own bowels, and that Sarah would bear, and this was a child of the promise, and a child of the supernatural, and supernatural things took place, and changed Abraham, and changed Sarah so much, that Abraham lived 175 years, and after Sarah passed, Abraham married again, and had six more sons. <laughs> it wasn't a one-time thing. His vigor was restored, and never left. <laughs> Glory to God. Verse 28, Now we brethren, as Isaac was, are the children of promise. But as then he that was born after the flesh persecuted him that was born after the Spirit, even so it is now. Nevertheless, what does the scripture say? Cast out the bondwoman and her son, for the son of the bondwoman shall not be heir with the son of the free woman. So then, brethren, we are not children of the bondwoman, but of the free. The Amplified says we are not children of a slave woman, of the natural, but we are of the free. We're children. We're sons of the free woman. We're sons of the supernatural. So now that you are a son, a daughter of Abraham, of God, through faith in the blood of Jesus, you are the righteousness of God. The very nature of God is your nature. You are his offspring. You're born of him. You're equal with him. He is your father, always will be. You are his son, daughter, child, always will be. Yet, you're made like him. You're born of him. You're in the family now live in that family that you've come into by faith through the Spirit. Live in the Spirit. Walk in the Spirit. Think spiritually. Live supernaturally. Expect the extraordinary. Do not allow yourself to be limited to what only the natural can do. Don't allow yourself to be limited to that. If it can be done just with your own natural effort, you don't need faith to do it. But the Bible says that the just, those that are righteous, shall live by faith. So if you are righteous and you believe that you are, you have a prescription from the Word of God to live by faith. And that means you have to live from the inside out. you got to live by hearing what the Father says, what Jesus said from His Word. Believe it in your heart, say it with your mouth, and walk it out with your feet, and live it and do it with your hands. You are the righteousness of God. Amen. Remember, the righteous by faith shall live.